podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, so it's a free cup of tea. Uh, it's Andy Heaton hosting again today. And um, we've got in the studio Mark McVeigh and Adam Cairns, who are here to talk to us a little bit about the Old McVeigh Foundation. Lads, nice one for coming in. Thank you. Thanks. Um, so... I mean, I'm sure everyone who's listening knows about uh, the campaign and the foundation and the origins around it. Uh, the origins around it, but just wanted to have a chat with the two lads about where they're up to and you know the journey they've been on and and basically give everyone a bit more understanding about it and how they can get involved and support it and obviously the the, the things that the foundation hopes to achieve and what they're doing in the community. So, Mark, if I can start with you, I mean, obviously. We can't brush over the fact that it was it was started. It's in the name of your son. Yeah. Owen, can you just talk us through exactly what, how everything yeah, happened? Did it? Of course. In, yeah. In order? Yeah. Um, Owen, um, just like any other kid, I suppose, we he was suffering from um, a, a normal cold, flu symptoms, and we took him to doctors. Um, he was diagnosed with just your normal cold, flu symptoms. Um, about three days later, he wasn't too happy with that, so we took him back and um, diagnosed him with sinusitis. Um, again, he uh, come home. He went back to school for a couple of days and then was off school again, just tired. And that time of year, me and him, always used, we still do, get sick around that time of year. So it was not unusual. Not not on that was worried about in any way, shape or form. And then... Um, one night, early hours in the morning, he just woke up with some severe headaches and we live a mile from Alderay and decided that we were going to take him up there. Um, six hours later, he was diagnosed with leukaemia um, and 36 hours after that, he died. So, I mean, it was literally that fast, that quick. Um, no one would have seen it coming. Um, afterwards, uh, when we were allowed to go back into the hospital, and speak to them at length about the situation. <clears throat> I was told it was a very, very rare case. Um, as with the children we work with now, leukemia isn't, you know, it doesn't work like that. It was something that was very, very, very unusual. In fact, I got told it was the second case in 35 years that this particular doctor, who's uh, the main man there, had seen. Um, hard, um, because when I spoke to him and said, would you, you know, if, if a child comes in showing these signs again, would you treat him in the same way? And he told me no. Uh, that was hard to take. But um, I was also told at that time that no matter what they'd have done for Owen um, and whether they'd have treated him in a different way, his life, would, would he wouldn't he wouldn't have survived it no matter what. Um, we, we didn't know that at the time because my first question I asked him when we got told leukaemia was, is he in any danger? And he said no. And I said, can you fix him? And he said, yeah. And we started the course uh, for the chemotherapy six I think six seven hours afterwards and he actually had three courses of the chemotherapy so and it was going really really well um, so I'm led to believe but unfortunately um, took a real big turn for the worst one Saturday night and Owen didn't come back and so and your partner and there's a strange coincidence that your partner actually works and still yeah. does work at all today yeah. yeah yeah Joanne works at all today she has done since she was 18 years of age um, oh Joanne actually knew the doctor in question she's friends with him it was a big shock for everybody within the hospital and, and the environment that she works in um, right down to the bereavement team Joanne knew absolutely everybody so it was a very very rare case for everybody still is so Everyone will be familiar with. I mean, you've got a t-shirt on now. The, yeah. uh, the I'm sure everyone will be familiar with it. The, and after the match, we go. Um, yeah. Can you talk us through, Mark, how how that came how that came about? Because it was just suddenly kind of came for everyone. Read about Owen and, yeah. and what had happened, and then the next thing there's this. The, I'll let you talk. There's this flag yeah. on the cop, and then how was that led to where, where we are now? Yeah, well, I'll tell you a little bit about Owen and, and the game, and then which led to me having a meeting with Adam, and then he can take over from there. But um, yeah, Owen used to go to game. Um, he'd go every home game since he was five years of age, and he'd go quite a lot of the away games. Um, and when, as he was getting a little bit older, um, the first thing he used to do when he used to come and say, "I want to wave a flag," and I used to say to him, "You're gonna have to go and ask them yourself." And he got familiar with one of the lads on the 1906 who used to pass him a flag, and he'd wave it from the section we are right in the middle of the cop. Um, so I think you could probably say at the time he was probably there youngest unofficial member of the 1906 so obviously after Owen passing away um, we were playing Man United 
Um, and I was, I was, I was, I don't know what I was doing there, to be perfectly honest with you. I felt like I had to go and I knew I definitely wanted to speak to somebody about doing something. So seeing Adam, um, putting some flags together at the front of the cop where they do every game and spoke to him about, I had an idea and told him a little bit about Owen. I could see he was a bit shook up and it was before the game. So I let him crack on and then we agreed to have a little uh, message in the night and then, uh, that led to this, so do you want to take it from there, Ad? Yeah, um, as Mark said, it was the Man United's own game, um, and he approached approached me and told me what had happened, and straight away it, it struck a call with me. Um, a lot, a lot of a lot of lads. That's what they grow up on going to and going the the match with the dad. So straight afterwards, I spoke to the rest of the lads in the group and told them what had happened and. Obviously, we were all very upset over it, and we decided from that point that we had to do something. We had to do something special, and we went back and forth with Mark over a few ideas, and the idea was suggested over the image that everybody now sees, and it's a, it's an image that's went all over the world, and it, it, it's an image that symbolises for me and the lads who do the flags what going to match is all about. Um, when we when we did come about doing it, I remember early conversations with Mark. We had always had a an idea anyway as a group to to do a flag similar along them lines, and we did the discussion about it being a, a silhouette and and then having the shirt and the number on it. And at first, we the suggestion was to have a number eleven on the the back of the shirt. And we, we went back and we said we prefer it if it's okay with you and the family if if it adds a 12 on the back of the shirt to, to signify, obviously, the 12th man. And a girl who used to do the flags for us, Emma, we got in touch with, with Emma and said, is it possible, can you, can you do this flag for us? The image of first when it was first done was done by Joanne's sister, Natalie. Yeah. And we passed that image on then, and Emma, who does our flags, come back and she was like, "What size do you want the the flag to be? Um, what are you thinking about?" And I'm not too sure Mark had any idea what what we were planning to be honest. Um, and we said as big as any of the ones that we've already done, we wanted to to be proud of place really. Cause I said earlier on, it symbolises what we think's all important about going to match as a group. So we got it got it made as big as, as any of the ones we've we've ever done before. And I remember going to to actually get the flag and pick it up and and seeing it for the first time. I was just blown away by it. It was it was something that that for me now it's part of going to match and it'll always be part of going to match. I always wanted to be there, um, and I'm sure as as long as we're still doing what we do in the cop, it always will be there. And I think a lot of people look at it and they can relate to it. Well, it, it it's such a simple but striking yeah. image, and it, I I think it, it resonates. I mean, I, I'm not. Mark, I'll be honest, Mark. This is the first time I've met you, Mark, yeah. today, and I, I'm not, I know Adam, but just seeing that instantly, it it's hard to describe the feeling. Yeah. And the, and the sentiment behind it. I mean, even even if it wasn't for this, even just as an image, it's such a bold, striking yeah. image. It's like a it's like, it's like a, a faith in our fathers type thing. You know, it's it kind of passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, yeah. and and it that wasn't like a thought. If we're honest, you know about you know we want to make it like it was. You know, we just wanted to do something that symbolised Owen really, but it just goes through so so many emotions for so many people, and I'm aware of that, and I understand that. Um, and what was really nice when when we did have the eleven on the back, and then Adam saying the twelve and the twelfth man, it was just ironic. A lot of things happened, didn't he, Adam? Around the time, it just felt right and fitting. It was actually Owen's twelfth birthday the day that he brought it out against West Ham, okay. and Adam wasn't to know that, you know, and the rest of the group wasn't to know that. So it just all seemed to uh, feel right, you know. I wanted to make sure that Owen, you know, I want I wanted to make sure that I, I felt that he was there with me all the time because. 
I mean, I know we talk about football and we talk about life and stuff like that and the club and the club means everything to us, but he really did live and breathe Liverpool Football Club. It was the topic of conversation. There was no other conversation. So I was very, very aware that I wanted to get this bit right. And it, it's right. It's just fitting and right. And now, I mean, the early part, obviously, when I lost them, <laughs> football and things like that, it just doesn't matter. But he kept dragging me there because he needed to make sure that that flag was going up. And it kept making me there. And a lot of the time at the early points, and even sometimes now Adam will tell you, I go in, I own a flag and I get off. I don't even stay for the game. I did the other day and I am learning to deal with it a little bit more. It's just really, really tough that he's not there next to me. But as long as that flag's there, it just feels right. See, I was going to, I was going to ask, I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine the pain yeah. that, that, you, that yourself and, and Joanne have been through. And, you know, how you you view that flag? Do you see that as like a little bit of Owen still being there with Abs- with you? Absolutely. Or do you see? I mean, to me, I would look at it, and I, again, I wouldn't know. A, a constant painful reminder. At the same time, a reminder as well. You I know? think. I think the, the bottom line is is a painful reminder every minute of my life. No matter what I do, what I, no matter what what whatever we do with this foundation, that painful reminder is always there. It's about how you can channel it in the most positive way you could do it. And I don't think there's a more positive way of seeing that image there like that every game. And other people who, like you just said, what it means to you or what it means to others. It's like a song in it. What it means to a certain person doesn't necessarily mean what it means to them. We were just um, fortunate as well that there was an image there that we could use as a foundation, which later was born. It wasn't, again, an idea where we were, let's do this, let's do that. It was all very, very natural. And first and foremost, it was all about Owen. So, so you talk about channeling that and you obviously channeled that into yeah. the foundation and, and, and here we are today. How was uh, the periods? I mean, how did it, did you tell me about the formation and how it came about and what the ideas were and, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, uh, from that flag, we didn't realise, did we, that we had the image of a foundation. We, yeah. right, 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 right around that time, I, I'll be honest with you, I knew that this flag was coming out. I'd seen on social media people talking about it and there was a bit of a, you know, it was it was hot news at the time, if you could call it that, and that they were going to do a minute applause and stuff. And the first thing I did was got out of the country, me and Joanne went away. We've learned the best way for us to deal with it is we can set things up and we do a lot of things for a lot of children, but the emotional side with Owen, it's better we're not there because it is too hard to take. So we, we were already planning on going away. Um You've got to appreciate Owen's, Owen's funeral was on the 23rd of December. It was two days before Christmas. Um, and I think the flag came out, if I'm not mistaken, um, early February. Uh, was it early? January. Yeah, early January, sorry. Yeah, early January. So it was all very, very quick. Um, and the first child we helped was February. That's how quick it was. Um, so... We we spoke about this, didn't we? And the first thing we did was there was me and uh, Jay, who's part of the foundation. Jay Smith, he's an osteopath in West Derby. So again, we're all very, we're all from very, very different backgrounds. And Jay was just sitting at the table with me in our house one night, and I said, I just want to get some t-shirts made from that image, just for family and friends. And uh, I remember speaking to you. You were going away to Augsburg. I think you were going to sort it, wasn't you, Adam, the T-shirts? And I said, look, you're going there. I'll, I'll speak to the... It was Andrew Dwelly House, that wild thing, wasn't it? Yeah, just and, um, snowballed it. it was... just, and it just went from there. I literally, I said, you know, I went up and I think he was expecting this big meeting for T-shirts. And I said, like, like yeah, can we have, like, 20? <laughs> and um, I think back, I, the, the initial order went in on the Wednesday. And I know by Monday we needed 3,000. That's yeah. how quick it went. Um is, is that when you had to take a breath and go? I don't think we, to be honest with you, I don't think we took a breath. I just don't think we took a breath till very, very recently. Um, we, again, it wasn't like, it wasn't like we sat out and said, we'll do it like this, we'll do it. It was just very natural. We got the t-shirts and with social media, what had happened is people, we, we'd, even at that point, I remember saying, um, you, a lot of people had, you know, message you and if there's anything we can do, if there's anything you help and People are helpless. They don't know what to do. And I just put a message out saying, for all them people who said you want to help, here's the best way you can do it. We've got these T-shirts. We're charging £10 each of them. And we're going to help um, the Alder Centre, which is a charity uh, based on uh, Alder, Alder Hospital, which is for people to attend who've lost children. 
yeah. which me and Joanne go to, still go to this day. And again, it's another one of them charities that's very taboo. Nobody talks about because you've got to be in this position to know about it. Um, and Chicks, which is a children's charity-based organisation on the ward at Alderay. Um, and that's what we were doing it for. And obviously within that time, me and Joanne sat down and said, this is great and we're helping people, but we're owning this. The work we're doing, we want to do in his name. And that's when very quickly we said, okay, well, let's let's start the old McVeigh Foundation. And we sat in, we sat up in bed one night and said, well, look, even if we we're just going to go and walk up Snowden, me and you every year and make a couple of hundred quid and we pass it on to these kids in his name, it's in his name and it's his legacy. We've got this flag, this T-shirt out, and we can create a couple of pounds for these kids to do something. So we knew we wanted to do something. We just didn't realise it was going to go the way it did. So when all these people ordered these T-shirts, we had like 10 cars parked outside the house to deliver them on this particular night. But what we didn't think was when people got them, they put them on and then they posted it. And then everybody else seeing it said, well, can you send some? So we spent the best part of nine solid days, 10 cars, delivering T-shirts. Just snowballing. Yeah. yeah. It just went like that. And then I I remember I, I genuinely hadn't slept for five days. I just sat at this table and it was like a mission. I just had to do it. And I got to the point where I'm thinking... There was people ordering them from Denmark, and I've never posted a thing in my life to send anywhere. I was thinking, well, how much does it cost? What do you do? Literally didn't know what to do. Um, and I don't, still don't even know how this come about. It might have been you, mate, with Mick. I hit, had Scarf for a badge, and Mick contacted yeah. me and went, we can help. And I was like, Are you sure? And he went, yeah. And I said, well, we'll work something out where, you know, we can pay for the cost. He was like, no, we want to do it. In fairness, and he's told me this since, like, he just didn't know what he was taking on. Yeah. It was a, it was a bit build of... build-up to Wembley, weren't it? It was. The Everything City just game. seemed uh, natural, yeah. And, when you, and, you know, even thinking back on this now, and I know Mick probably never thought of this, but looking back, like, that's his livelihood. Yeah. And it was Man City, and he was probably, this was his time of year to, you know bring his funds in and he just put that to the back burner to do this for us you know I'll never forget that I'll never forget what he's done and and he continues to do um, and yet Mick took over and then I remember sitting in his and went live that we could sell them on, on the site and his phone was just ping 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 and he was going to me Denmark Israel you know and just shouting out names and I was going you're joking you know all the places it was going to Um and that was the start of the fun starting to come in for us to be able to do more work. So it's all, as you said, this is all going on and, and you're running with it and uh, it's yeah. just getting bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Um, just to bring it to the present at the minute, it's now a full-time thing for you. You've got a committee of yeah. seven people, is it, right? Yeah, there's seven of us. Yeah, we've actually got our AGM tonight. Um, I'm not going to want to forget anyone here. There's myself, there's Joanne, there's Adam, there's Sean, Marie... Margie, Gary and Jay. And can you tell us, because everyone's, I'm sure everyone's aware of the foundation, everyone's yeah. aware of the image, but the one thing I didn't know, some presumably would be what, what the foundation actually does. So when the, yeah. when people buy a t-shirt or yeah. or support the foundation, what are they actually supporting day yeah. to day? Yeah, well, this was it initially. The support was there for me and Joanne. And again, we knew we wanted the help, but we come to a point where it had to get professional and we had to do it in the right way. Um, and what we tried to do was mimic our life. Um I work for a family business I've done since I left school. Joanne worked in the older day. We weren't rich by any means, but we had two full-time jobs and we only had own. Home was our only child, so we were able to get away quite a bit, and we did. So we, being on the ward, even though it was just a, a few, you know, a few days, a period of time, we wanted to create life memories for these children in the same way. I'll never forget, um, on the ward with Owen, there was only another two boys. Uh, one was a young lad called Charlie and another one... Um, Alex um, and looking at what their parents had gone through and you know they're telling me you know and he's been in for such an amount of time and this amount of time and, and, and seeing really that they couldn't do normal things so again we just put all our time and effort into creating these life experiences and we still do that it's just that it's grown a little bit more with the support that we get from other organisations like Alder A Charity Chicks Itself uh, Barry Wells Box for Kids 23 Foundation things like that Liverpool Football Club themselves Everton in the community um, we're able to tap into other things where so for example the best example I can give you is the last thing we've done which was on Sunday which was a young girl uh, called Helen Um she was 16 on Sunday, her 16th birthday, and um, 
spoke to her and her mum about uh, four or five weeks ago and she said she wanted to go to Harry Potter World for her birthday. So again, we organised that. We organised this to go with her, her sister, the baby, her mum and dad. A uh, couple of hotel rooms for them, transport up there and back. Uh, paid for the food up there, the restaurants. We make sure that everything's catered for where they can just go away and enjoy the experience. Um, and then I went in to see Helen in Alderay on uh, Wednesday and she told me all about it and uh, what she got up to. This kid that's got like bone cancer and only maybe six weeks ago she went and had an operation at Birmingham Hospitals uh, for an operation on her knees. Uh, so we kind of knew that she may well be in a wheelchair but she actually got round the place on crutches herself. Um, but again, because the foundations grew and we're able to tap into other things, uh, only on uh, Friday, I think, I got a contact from Barry Wells Box for Kids and there was some uh, spaces for the kids over at the Echo Arena for tonight uh, for Little Mix. So we were able to tap into that and Ellen's going to that tonight as well. So it's moved into a we were able to do extra little bits for the kids during the progress of the, whatever whatever they may be going through. Some of, some of them, you know, with leukemia can be two, two and a half years and we can come in at maybe year one and maybe towards the end of year two, depending on where treatments are. And we've done that on many occasions, haven't we? Yeah. Um, the first girl I told you about that we helped six weeks in was a young girl called Lucy Orr. Um, and Lucy was probably halfway through... Uh, leukemia treatment and the first thing we did with Lucy believe it or not was Little Mix wasn't it the Echo uh, we sent her and her mum to a private box but from that we done a, a thing called um, the Great British Bake Off with her and we did it on a, an experience because that's what she liked to do so we got uh, Liverpool Community College involved Paul Askew over at the art school Ian Juandu um, and we she was the judge of, uh, we had a big bake off for the day and she became the judge for the day again these money can't buy experiences. Now Lucy on the run up to that was really ill in bed in all in all today. Now she got she got up for that day, went down to Liverpool Community College. She judged. She went back in bed. I think it was the Friday and on the Sunday we done a fundraiser at Crocs the Country Park called Lucy's Great British Bake Off. We actually got it again the twenty eighth of this month because she wanted to do it again. And that kid raised seven thousand pounds for the Old McVeigh Foundation and chicks on that day. So a kid going through leukemia and all the things that she's going through in the family still there with the time on her hands. And I think to date, Lucy's raised around £25,000 for different charities whilst going through leukaemia herself. The good news with that, I think she's four months now in a remission. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she goes back once a month now just to get her bloods checked up at her all day. I think, in fact, I know she's there today. Um, so this is the type of things we do with the kids. So... It wouldn't just be a one-off. I know with Lucy as well, she loved dogs, so we got a, a VIP experience up at Crufts, didn't we? And again, the stay over, and again, we you know we made sure that they had everything they needed. So we very much catered it for the child, what they need and want. So I wanted to ask you, because you're talking, you mentioned the box for kids, Ella, yeah. 23 Foundation, Everton, Everton in the community. Yeah. It does, and I know we can seem quite insular, but it does very much feel like a Liverpool thing. It is, it is, yeah. It's it's children we help in Merseyside and 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 the honest to God answer to that is there's no plans to make it go outside of this city. There's enough kids in this city um, that are diagnosed on a daily basis for us to be able to do the work that we should be doing. But it, it, in so much as well, though, people willing to like put their own time in and yeah. to, I mean, I've I've seen the the Everton version of that yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Which do you think? I mean, I know us. We have we have backwards and forwards with them and all that, but I, yeah, you'd struggle to see another city that it- you wouldn't see it you wouldn't see it no. um, we worked um, right the way through the summer with Everton in the community we've done a seven week programme with the NCS groups that's Nas- National Citizen Service this is all new to us mm. you know we, we it's agree- been an eye opener being, being an eye opener that's massive eye opener but you know I can't think of any better work to do in Owen's name I just I just couldn't think of anything um, and to create a lasting legacy in his name Um it's helped me. There's no, there's no denying that. There's, there's no denying that on a personal level. It's helped me get up every morning to be able to keep them close by and do work. Um, and I don't think there's a better thing to do than helping really poorly kids. Um, and they not just the kids though, the parents. The as parents, well. yeah, yeah. I mean, and we and we are very careful of how we go about that as well. We we try to involve the whole family. If, yep. there's, if there's eight kids, the eight kids go. You know, um, on a, on that on that level, we've always wanted to do that because it's about building family memories. Um, it's just like I said, 
things happen now where you know we we with different organizations like tonight and barry wells does massive massive amounts of work in this city but it's one child and one one parent so unfortunately we can't change that that's set in stone and, and i understand why because he's helping that many kids um but we, we're still able to tap into other things to help yeah. help the children that we're supporting um i think it's the way this city is though isn't it yeah. the the city as a whole and a lot of people would associate it just with Liverpool Football Club yeah, as well and it's not the support we've had from no. from Everton and the whole community as a whole. I'm not saying it's unique because obviously in other areas things like this happen but Liverpool as an area, there's a, there's a bond about yeah. it all and it would have been easy to say a lot of... A lot of Evertonians and fans of other clubs of the scene and thought it's a Liverpool image. It's a yeah. it's a Liverpool football club thing, but it was never the case from the it beginning. Was, it was never the case. It was just that that was Owen's thing, just like many other young boys in this city. That was that was his colours nail to the mast, and that's what it was. And that image was a personal thing for him, yeah. me, and his mum. But the foundation was more than that. The foundation was about helping other families, helping other kids. Um, and we were aware of that. We, we, we were aware of that. And we, we didn't go, oh, well, we need to go and work with Everton. That wasn't the case. It came. It came. And that came, the way that came was very natural. Feel well. that, I was going to say, just, just felt like natural. a natural, natural progression. Yeah, it was just, it was just a bunch of kids from Chilwell decided that they were going to raise some money for the old McVay Foundation at Cadwe. And they'd done a concert. And I turned up with very little knowledge about what was going on. And one of the kids said to me, will you speak? And I said, yeah, yeah, no problem. How's this come about? And he told me about NCS. And if I'm honest, I went outside and Googled it because I didn't know what it meant. And I was like, so we got up and I spoke. And then a, a guy from Everton said, would you, would you like to come along to the cathedral uh, on the night and, and talk and stuff? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But I didn't really know why Everton were asking us to do it. Again, Everton were leading, Everton in the community, that is, were leading this NCS programme. And to be fair to them, they lead it as best as you can possibly lead it in this city. They're really, really good at what they do with it. So we this year were invited back as one of the charities. So how it works is it's like a four-week programme. Everton will have like seven waves, so seven different weeks and like maybe like 150 kids. So I'd have to go over to Goodison Park every Monday morning and speak to 150 kids. On week one, them kids will go out on, they'll go camping or whatever they do, you know, in regards to, I think they went to Shrewsbury. And in the second week, they'll come to Kanata Hall and they'll learn how to cook and they'll get, um, they'll have like people coming in doing talks who've, who've, who've maybe wrote a book or, or, or life skills, basically, um, and teaching them and, and, and living in a, in a in an environment together. And in the third week is Social Action Week and that's where we came in as a local charity and they chose which charity they wanted to work with and what they wanted to do. With young kids, 16, <laughs> engaging with them for me was the best thing we did because I don't have to go into the emotion of Owen. I don't have to go into the emotion of cancer and that. These kids just wanted to have fun and we wanted them just to have fun. So it's like, okay. We, but we worked with them then and they understood what we were about. Um I think that particular bunch of kids over a seven-week programme raised so much awareness for us, and that's why we got them T-shirts made in blue, because we had them all over the place doing walks up Snowden, wasn't they? And they were doing, again, they were doing charity nights at different different parts of the city, and they raised between them £14,500. They were 16 years of age. Where's the furthest you've seen the T-shirt gone? Everest. Everest, yeah. Is that the, it's the highest it's gone. Highest, it's the highest it's the gone, highest. so, yeah. The furthest I was, I'd seen one yesterday on it going whale watching in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, that that popped up. Um, Japan, Japan. There's one that sticks out to me. Yeah, Great Wall of China. I yeah. seen someone in, uh, asking, uh, getting engaged on the top of the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, um, and he sent that picture in because Jay come up with this idea where, where you had where's Wally as as crass as it sounds, but yeah. where's Owen? And again, because he loved an holiday. I've, I've seen that on the website. Funny yeah, enough. yeah. It, and 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 they, they come and and. But I thought by now, I mean, in December it'd be two years since I once passed. I thought by now it, that would be gone. But it's just picking up pace again, isn't it? People sending pictures in from all over the world, doing all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem to be a thing when you go on holiday. Yeah, you're going away, and you think it's another place. I'm going over to Maribor tomorrow. I know for a fact it'll be straight in my bag. Yeah. Picture out. Don't get me wrong. There'll be 
plenty of others over there with, with it on as well as you go to game. And Is there see. almost a little bit of one openship around it? You can get the, you can, you, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, between us, there certainly is anyway. Yeah. The I've got us. the British Virgin Islands. I like yeah. that one. Like, where do you, where's yours? Iceland was gone, and then pretty much all where we've been with Liverpool. But yeah. between us, there definitely is. But as a whole, it's it's unbelievable how, how far it's went. The reach it's had, and yeah. it's all all come from. It's come from an image of a flag. yeah, an image of a flag because that was the vehicle that enabled us to do it to do everything. I mean, I want to talk to you about it because you're kind of involved, but I mean, obviously, it, 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 not you're not family or anything like that, but you're one of the seven that runs the foundation. What's it been like for you to experience? Because you're, you're assimilated to me, aren't you? I mean, it must have been a lot to take on and then you still, you know, talk us through it and, you know, how, how it's affected you and, and, and your kind of, not to be all X Factor, but your journey with it. Yeah, well... When it happens, it, it's pretty similar to the the foundation really, and the way the foundation's developed and <clears throat> and grown. Um, early doors, uh, I didn't think it was what Mark had been through. I, I couldn't put myself in in that situation, but I didn't think myself personally. I was emotionally ready to to be involved with something like this, and I knew after a, a few few weeks of the foundation being set up what type of work we'd be doing and the, the kids we'd be meeting and, and, and stuff like that. Um, but I quickly got myself in the mind frame of this is something that I, I really want to do and I take massive pride in it now looking back thinking of what we've done as a foundation and what we've done together. Um, I, I view Mark as a, as a great friend now and what we've how to achieve in Owen's name is is unbelievable and I know how proud Mark must feel of it but also myself and I just it's something that I just want to con- see continuing growing um, the, the more we do as a foundation the more it gets out there and the more that we can say look what we're doing and this is where, where the money's going and the kids that we're helping the more f- the foundation can grow and the more kids we ultimately get to help, which at the end of it is the the main aim to do in Owen's name, and it's special. It it is when you when you see these kids and you see them going through such a tough time, and knowing that we're providing them these moments of happiness, it, it's a great thing. My <clears throat> there seems to be a sincerity to it. Yeah. The- I mean, without, get, without getting it, because we had a little chat before we came on, you know, mm-hmm. it, everything just seems to be done for absolutely the right reasons. Yeah, and we do think really with, about it. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Mark, Yeah, no, we do. We give, we give it a lot of thoughts. We were, you know, it's important how, how we're portrayed, because at the end of the day, Owen's my son. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people say, you know, even the mums of the kids we help, how are you doing this? How, how? I've got a couple of reasons why I think it may be. Um I'm, I may well be wrong, but this is how I feel that we, you know, I'm able to deal with it personally, and then I hope that it rubs off on the rest of the group. Um, Owen didn't suffer cancer like these kids are, um, and I've seen what it can do to certain parents. And I've got we're really good close friends of mine now, and good friends of the rest of the foundation. And it's a daily battle that they have to put up with. Um, I'm not putting any light on the fact that I've lost Owen, but. I don't think I could have done this if I'd have gone through all that as well. I'd just tear you apart. I, I, I had the strength to be able to do it for Owen and for these parents as well. And I think that rubs off on a lot of them. And then the kids that you meet, they just show ultimate strength. So how can I stand there and feel sorry for myself when they're going through these battles as well? So they, they pick me up on a daily basis. And Is it the resilience of They're just so tough. Yeah. They're, just, they're just so tough. Um inspirational yeah and 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 i mean every one of them it's not like you know they all have this edge and they all are a lot older than they should be in their head and they all don't hold nothing back they tell you exactly what they think and if they don't want to do it they'll tell you and that's the only way you can really deal with a foundation like this when you're dealing with kids like that it's just honesty you know but so you talk about um talking about you know you want to keep it going and you want to grow and one thing and the other i mean how do you how did the parties? How do you see it growing? How can people support it? But 
how can you get involved? Everyone knows about the t-shirts, yeah. but, but there must be other things that... Yeah, in all honesty, the t-shirts bring very, very little money in. It was more, again, we didn't think about that. It was more of awareness. And what that then did was people would get in touch you with maybe doing a run, the Fat Scouts 5K or the Santa Dash or whatever it may be. Like the lads who went and done Everest for us, you know, I think they raised £3,500, just a local, two local businessmen who, again, had seen the t-shirts, heard about what we did. I mean... If people helping us, there's no better way to help us than doing things like that, you know, tagging onto events. And, and I mean, there's plenty of stuff around the city alone, what people can do in regard. We do events. We obviously yeah. always do events. We've got one on the 28th of this month. Um, there's one getting done for us on the 28th of the month after, which is nice. That's a local North Liverpool Dance Academy. And they're running a big dance school up for us at St. Helens um, Town Hall. And again, that's because of the growth of us that somebody else has gone out and they're going to raise the money for us and that's a nice night for us to turn up to and see you know kids having fun helping other kids because the fact that the funds will go to us and then we'll use them in the right way i think uh, a main thing now is the image is out there and the foundation has grown and a lot of people know what the image is about yeah and they know there is a foundation they know about the t-shirts i think platforms like this now to be given an opportunity to yeah. speak what we actually we do with the funds and the kids we help is a is a massive thing for us to do because it's all well and good people getting the t-shirts and and seeing the image and stuff like that it's now about look what we're actually doing with this and and look at look at the memories we are providing and i think that's an important thing about the foundation now that we need to to be constantly aware of is that there, there is people out there and they, they do just see it as a t-shirt and they yeah. do just see it as a flag it's important we get across what it actually means and what we're actually doing as a foundation and making people aware it is actually a foundation it's not just just that flag on the cop but you, you you talk about awareness Adam and it must have been for the periods a bit, a, a bit mad when you know the next thing you've got Footballers from Liverpool Football Club walking out on the pitch with with Owen's with Owen's image yeah. on the t-shirts and yeah. you know the fact that the club have embraced it so well you know embraced it and embraced it in in the right way. I mean, I give Liverpool a load of stick. Plenty of people give Liverpool a load of stick, and we do too. Yeah. But it, you know, I think it's important sometimes to recognise that they do actually get some things right. Yeah, yeah, they very much got this right. I mean, it was it was a long process to be to be perfectly honest with you from the point of. Um, them very is inviting me and Joanne up to the Arsberg game and asking us to go pitch side and see Adam and the lads holding the flag and you'll never walk along getting played and he even done that in the right way it was done very quietly it was just the two of us knew we just stood on the side of the pitch we watched we took it in it was emotional and it was hard um, it was something that we both wanted to see and then we very quickly went down a tunnel and that was that um, but Susan Black come along to us uh, head of communications on the night and said um, one of the owners would like to speak to you. He wondered if you could give him a little bit of your time, and 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 we we give them our email, and it led from us uh, meeting Mike Gordon uh, for the first time. I think um, it was a couple, maybe a month afterwards, um, we come over for a, for a game and met him up at a hotel, and um, just oh no, sorry, it was on Chapel Street. It was the first time I met him in in the office there, and. I remember it being he was over for the uh, the the Hillsborough. Um, I think it was the last one. Okay, he did at the club, and he was there for that. And I know he was meeting families at around about eleven o'clock. And I always remember being quite impressed that he had that time for us because he literally didn't have the time, and I could see he didn't. But he had that time, and he in, and the, and the first thing he ever said to but me. But it, it's easy to let's call it. But it's easy to make token gestures and little yeah, nods and one thing yeah. and the other, and it's quite another to actually invest time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he, he did invest time, and 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 the first thing he, he said to me, and I always always reference it is, tell me about Owen. That was it. Nothing else. Nothing. You know, you know. Tell me about Owen. Tell me about what he was like. What what did he love? And I sat there talking about an hour and a half, and he just sat and listened. And he got he wanted to know genuinely what he was like and what he was about, and I told him that. Um, I remember coming out and being quite relieved, thinking, because oh, you know, you think in America and we've had a few of them and how maybe they wouldn't get what I was trying to... You know, because at this point, it was just about Owen. It was never about yeah. a big foundation or anything like that. I had ideas, and he wanted to listen to them, and he certainly helped along the way. 
Uh, and I can go on record and say in the club have helped behind the scenes on many a thing in the Gardner Foundation with advice and support uh, and where to go to and how to get help. So it's been really important that we've had that back. And because, like I said, I fit a bedroom for 25 years. Adam's working in the council. Um, so we're not them people, but we, we wanted to do it. We wanted to do it right. So it was nice to be able to lean on people. So I, I want to get you on this. Because I think this is quite interesting. How do you feel when you see you see any of the club doing this and doing it with such sincerity and well-meaning? And then on the other hand, <laughs> the problems that you've had with the flags on other occasions, it must kettle your head. Not to change the subject a little bit, but <laughs> I, 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 I just... I just yeah. You put me on the spot here, um, <laughs> up no one from the club's listening. But, um, yeah, anyone who really knows me and knows what I'm about will literally see... I like to criticise the club at any opportunity I can. Um, there's so many things I think that the club could be better at doing in regards to that. And a lot of the time, I don't know whether it's our fan base, how big it is and stuff like that, but I look at what they do over the park at Goodison and at times I wish our club was run a lot like them. And I think that's part of the reason why I pull up a lot of things. It's not just in terms of match issues, it's terms with how they are socially and and in the community and things like that but one thing that we are quickly made aware of from the off with Mike Gordon is that he genuinely seemed to care there was there was something there and I couldn't go out on on records and saying things like this Mark was obviously making me aware of Mike being in touch and and keeping I'd say a weekly contact, yeah. um, asking how everything was and what he can do to help. And he, he wanted to remain anonymous at the time. He didn't want any thanks for anything like that. So I was keeping quiet all about it myself. And I'm getting on coaches going to Grant and my mates are <laughs> slagging them off and they're like, FSG this and, and going on about the club. And in my head, I'm thinking, they're actually doing some decent things here. And for it to be viewed publicly, it's come a, a long while in the making yeah. it, for it to actually be known, but it has always been sort of there from the off. Yeah, the support's it, been there. The support's been there, and I say there's there's not many things other than Liverpool scoring a goal that I can really say that makes me happy about the, the club and the way things it's run and stuff like that, but for the Arsenal game, when the, the players come out with the foundation tops... I was, I was. It was the club that I want to support. It was the club that I'd feel proud supporting, and I thought, I wish it was more like this all the time. And it was, it was a massive sense of pride, not only for the foundation but for the club that I love and I support. Actually, getting something right for once, it was, but, it was brilliant to but, see. But then, is there not like an element of maybe look? Let's be honest, it's not been. Family support group, blah blah. blah. It's it's been a long time since the club has felt like our club, hmm. but little things like that does that not? I'm, I'm putting on your toes now. Sure, they, they are actually willing to learn, and there is that little bit. There's something to build on. Yeah, but I think that's been noticeable not just with the old McVay Foundation. I think with Red Neighbours recently. Well, exactly. It's yeah. that, that, that's there. You know the work with um, Standard Chartered and Charlie's Chance. That was some nice stuff. Well, that's Tony, Tony Barrett. Tony Barrett. Tony Barrett's appointments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think I the think trying, trying to I get it the, right. I think that's the word trying. Yeah. They're definitely trying, and I think we can all live with that. Then, can't we? If, 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 if someone's trying to put things right, I, I, I think Susan Black's got a lot to do with that. I, I, I you know, with the way that she's dealt with us, she's been absolutely one hundred percent. You know, and, I, and I'm a big skeptic, just like Adam. You know, want everything. You know, it's my club, it's our club, and want, wanted it to feel like that again. I'm just in a really unique situation with regards to Owen and the foundation and I've said it and I don't want it to come across corny as well when I say, I've said it on many of occasions that the moral compass was set to perfect and I couldn't put it any other better way than that because you can you can the club the club could have jumped all over this right on day one and they could have and I'm aware of that now and I probably wouldn't have even recognized or known it because my head was all over the place but he took the time and he listened and they done it exactly as I wanted it to be done. And they made sure me and Joanne were okay and we were fit and mentally and ready to do it and that we were doing the work we were doing. You know, they had to make sure that 
they have to protect themselves as well. And I'm aware of that too. We have to do that on a daily basis as a foundation. Um, and I just think that they got everything right with us and continue to do so. And always being honest, if they can't do something, say, do you know what? We can't do this and this is why. And and I've gone, do you know what? There's something in that. that I understand. Yeah. Um, and, I, and that's all I've asked from right from the word go. Just be honest. And I know there's a couple of other things planned with the club in in games coming up with regards to the old McVeigh Foundation. And the most important thing out of all of it, which people do not see, is the work they do with us with the kids. Yeah. You know, that's been very under the radar because they don't like to show it. But what I would say is there's been a switch intact regards and red neighbours and stuff like that. And it's more it's more you can see it more now. And I think we yeah. would talking about talking about it a little bit more and Yeah, and know. I think that's because they've listened to people like yeah. what's going on here today and saying, do you know what? These fans want to hear this. They want to know what we're doing in the community. And we but, do. but doing it in the right way, not yeah. in a, in a yeah, show off feed. Exactly, know, exactly. And I think tokenistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think some lads have stood there and gone, ah, oh, oh, they're only doing this to make themselves look good. Well, I know for an absolute fact that that's not the case with the old McVeigh Foundation because okay. I've been there from the start. Um, and, 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 and that's where, you know, I can't answer for the other things that are going on, but I can with this. So we're talking, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up because I've already taken far too much of your time. <laughs> we'll talk about the, the foundation and, and, yeah. the, and the future. So, and the club, so the club have actually been stocking the T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bit. So you just talk me through that and what, the, what, the, what the, the script is with that and, you know, how people can get hold of them and also what, what are the plans for the foundation, for the period is what, what yeah. are you thinking going into the future? What does what does the foundation want to be in yeah. 18 months' time, two years' time, yeah. five years' time? I, you know, what's, I, what's Owen's legacy? Yeah, I'll have, and that was the question that my Gordon asked us right from the start. And he asks me every time he sees me, where do you want this to go? And the, and the answer's always been, whatever feels right. Just let's let's go with it as, as it feels right. And he, he likes that answer as well. But legacy-wise... Um, Again, not something we set out to do, but a lot a lot of this year, we've come across quite a lot of kids that have needed to go for a bone marrow transplant. And that, if people don't know, has to take part take, take part in Manchester. They don't do it in Liverpool. So if a child's going through all the day, they have to go up to Manchester. Um, it's not a nice procedure. And the kids go into like three months isolation. And if everything goes well, they come out and have six months semi-isolation at home. So it's like nine months out of a child's life on a couple of kids I can think of right off the top of my head four, five, six, seven years of age um, and what we've tended to do is recognise that and send the families away on holiday haven't we now because of it being older day and because of the nature of the beast we've got to do it within an hour and a half circumference of the place they can't, we can't go oh, let's let's take them to America it's, it's not possible so we have a little place that we normally send them on the edge of the Lake District which is just lovely and quiet dead serene um, log cabin right on the lake with it, um, but with a lot of these kids they still have the central lining so they can't go swimming and we're trying to make it as normal as sorry Mark for those that don't know yeah. what when you say central line what does that that's mean? what the drugs will be pushed through stuff depends on what they've literally got a catheter and all yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so then they'll, they can't go swimming so we, what we've got is, a, is like a little um, jacuzzi haven't we on the lake so they can still be submerged and the, the, the line's still out the water. So they're taking part with the brothers and the sisters and the mum and the dad and they're just involved in everything else. Just feeling like a normal family. Exactly, exactly. And it's a three-bedder place and we send them there. And obviously we, it's a rented accommodation and we pay for it. So our intention now is no matter how long it takes, we want to own one of these for a number of reasons. One, the families absolutely love and adore it. Even if we send two parents alone without the kids just to have a break, just to switch off. Bit of respite. That's it. And that and and it means that we're helping more kids and more adults as well with it. But more importantly, for me personally, it's a twenty-five year legacy in Owen's name. And 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 I can't think of nothing better that way we can send kids in his name for the next twenty-five years. And when I when I'm long and gone, that this will still be going on. So we're going to put a couple of links in the post below this scene or get involved. Yeah. But before we do, the parents just tell us what how can people get involved? What's the what's the best? Why? What's the what's the best impact someone can have to get involved if they want to support the foundation? Yeah, I mean, I would keep an eye out on Facebook because we're quite active on that and the old McVeigh Foundation. You can also go onto the website, uh, 
oldmacfaithfoundation.co.uk and on Twitter. We have a lot going on there, which will tell you about the events that we have coming up and you can support our events and what we're doing. Have you got any coming up that you can... The 28th of this month, two weeks, uh, we've got Lucy's Great British Bake Off at Crockett Hall Estate. Basically, if you like cake, get along. Uh, I know plenty of lads who like <laughs> yeah, it's a Yeah, but we're at home. We're at home that day. Yeah. Um, so we have to get up early, have a bit of cake and then go to the game. Um, I think words of mouth's a, a massive thing. Yeah. If, if people know what the foundation are doing and they know the good work they're doing, if they just yeah. say along to the mates to, to see what the foundation's done with this child, have you seen what they're doing with that? Have you seen it? And talking about it in in a way along them lines is yeah. and it, it goes a long way. It's, per, it's personal and it, it yeah. goes a long way that way. Do you, do you find it important to, to view it in, I don't know whether you get this, in a positive light? You know, you talk about these these families going away and getting this respite. It's not, yeah. you know, giving them the freedom to feel like a family again, yeah. and you know, as opposed to like, oh, they're just going at like it, it. It could be easy to be construed as like a negative. Oh, look, they're going away for a couple of days. Oh, aren't they a poor family? You're kind of putting them back together, that family unit. No, I don't see. It. I just see it as a really positive thing to do. Yeah. You know, um, I only know that because of the feedback we get as yeah. a, as a foundation. What what is the feedback generally? What, what, all right, I'll, I'll turn this around. What's out of all the messages that have come through? Yeah. What are the ones that have struck you the most? God, put me on the app. Put me on the spot I, there. I, I, I'll, I'll step in there. Go I on. think. Go on. The best feedback that <coughs> we get as a foundation for me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that if if other families decide not to, and some do. But I think the amount of families that we help who then come back oh God, yeah. and want to raise money for us and want to help us and promote the foundation, yeah. I don't think there's anything no. better in our eyes. And the no. amount of families that do do that afterwards, and we've helped a lot of families, and you, you still to this day you see that the families wearing the foundation yeah. T-shirts, they're coming to the events, they're getting involved, and that for me is the biggest yeah. feedback because you know we've done something right you know the families think, look what they've helped us do. And yeah. they, they I think the biggest testament for that is Thomas, isn't it? There's a young boy, Thomas, uh, who we helped, and um, he passed away last year. Yeah. Uh, now, we, we knew the situation before we decided that we were going to go in and help. Uh, yeah. Thomas had a, had, had a cancer on the brain. Um, and um, we got... Uh, he, he wanted to go 4 by 4 driving, but unfortunately, by this point, he was blind. Um, but we wasn't going to take no for an answer and we sent him down south, didn't we? And, you know, we bent the truth a little bit, if I'm honest. But he got to 4 by 4 drive and his mum, his sisters went with him and, again, we sent a photographer and we, we put a whole package together. But from that, he was a huge Evertonian, Thomas. And his hero was Duncan Ferguson. We got Duncan to go there and he spent he spent best part of the day That's there brilliant. with him. He, he went into his home and he sat with him and he talked. And I remember his mum ringing me up and asking me to go round and I said, no, this is about him and him. And him. Let them spend time together. I know what Duncan done for the family after that and around the funeral and stuff like that. And all the stories about him are true. He is one top guy. Um, but from that, Trina, his mum, has become just, she's like the eighth member of the foundation. She She's our official uh, backpack manager, isn't she? Yeah, she's um, unbelievable. She, she's, she's really took to it. She's got family all around the world wearing these T-shirts. And Tom was really the reason the blue one come out. You know, I just felt like that that needed to be done, um, especially for this family, and they, and and that's happening now with other kids who who not aren't in that position that are ill, uh, like uh, little Elliot's mum's doing a Santa dash with his dad, and it, it, it's that type of thing. You know, people can really help us. Golfing events, if you're gonna do it, think of us. You know, running events, if you're gonna do it, think of us. If you're doing a charity night for someone, think of us. You know, there's plenty of good charities around the city. I'm aware of that, but we could do with the help. And we, we will make sure you know it'll go to the right place. So there you go. Yeah. Mark, Adam, thanks for coming in. Uh, I said all details below. Um, it's been a really, really good out. Thanks very much for coming Thank in. You. And, uh, Thank you. Thanks, Tinker. And here's to the foundation. Long may it uh, go on. Sports Social Podcast Network.